At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare this is pro football blitz with former super contest winners brady cannon and james salinas on vsan the sports betting network Welcome back. Hour number three of the Pro Football Blitz. Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you live from the Circa Resort and Casino in fabulous downtown Las Vegas, Nevada. James, uh, for the first 18 weeks of the football season, was joining me from his hometown of Denver, Colorado. Kind enough to join us in studio for the Wild Card Weekend here at Circa Sports. And James, we've got a good one coming up. Here pretty quick, game two of Wild Card Saturday. The Cincinnati Bengals just finish off the Las Vegas Raiders 26 to 19, your final. The Bengals advance to round two in the AFC. The Raiders do not cover the spread. It closed at six in favor of the Cincinnati Bengals, and the total closed at 48 and a half. But congratulations to Cincinnati and Joe Burrow. Derek Carr had a chance in the very end. They had a goal-to-go situation, and the Bengals' defense forced it all the way to a fourth-and-goal situation. Carr threw into coverage, had to do it, of course, to try and win this ball game. their last attempt there on fourth down. The ball was intercepted, and that was the end-of-year game. Cincinnati, again, will advance in the postseason. But we've got uh, round three, the rubber match, coming up here momentarily in Orchard Park, New York. The New England Patriots at 10-7, and taking on the 11 and 6 Buffalo Bills they will kick off in about 15 minutes from now James with game time temperatures at 3 that's not 3 and a 0 that's <laughs> that's 3 Three degrees there in Orchard Park, New York, for this contest. And wind is very light. Wind blowing in the neighborhood of just about six or seven miles per hour. And this was a triple play here for me, James. I made the number two and a half, and then both of my sets of stat crunches came out to Bill's by two and a half and we saw the number open up to bills at four and a half and it was bet down pretty early in the week down to four and then it was over the weekend we really saw some bills money start to pile in it was up to five or as high as five and a half and now we're starting to see a little patriots money come back in before kickoff here the consensus number is four and a half back to four and a half our opening number in favor of the bills with a total of 43 are you involved in Patriots versus Bills Part 3? I am involved, but not on the side. I am taking the total. It's sitting at 44 when I got it. That's where it's at. I think consensus now is about 43 and a half. I do see some 44s. you got to pay 15 cents for it if you want to get involved. But at divisional game, third game this season. These teams know each other throughout year to year to year playing each other. And I think you mentioned the weather. 
Yeah, it's not going to be windy. And I know there's been talk, well, it's not going to be that windy. So when, the weather's not going to affect that. Well, you're not out there playing. You're not out there trying to. <laughs> you go me, out there. Right. Yeah, you talked about it's five degrees. The wind chill factor is going to be minus five degrees. Right. That is cold. And I think when once you get your extremity, you know, once you, your hand, your extremities get cold, your hands, your fingers, your toes, you don't just warm those up on the little blower on the sideline. You have to defrost yourself at the end of the game. You're not going to be able to defrost yourself at ten minutes in the locker room at halftime. And I just think it, it's these teams know each other so well. And defensively, these are both defensive-minded coaches. We know that with McDermott and obviously with Belichick on both both sidelines here. And I think for 44 points for me, points come out of the passing game for the most part with the Bills. But there's going to be – I guess, Brady, I really need to see defensively because I was really disappointed a few weeks back in that, in that rematch game, uh, their second matchup a few weeks ago in – in New England, and the defensive game plan for Bill Belichick was really passive, in my opinion. It was a lot of coverage, a lot of coverage, rushing three, rushing four. At one point, they just rushed. There was a couple plays where they just rushed two guys. They dropped nine into coverage, and I think it was, well, whether they're going to try to confuse Josh Allen with the coverages or more so, well, we'll just see if we can be patient enough to take what we what he what we give him defensively, and will he try to push it out there and be hero and sling that football over the top? Well, he didn't. Josh Allen had a great game, was very patient in he that game. Awesome game yeah, game. and and was really interesting. Remember that game, Isaiah McKenzie. Oh, uh, he's a special teams guy. What a massive game he had. That's the only game we've seen him out there. And a lot of times I remember him as a Denver Bronco and he got run out of town because he couldn't catch the punts. He was putting the ball on the ground. Isaiah McKenzie had a monster game. He, he had nine, what did he have? He had 11 catches, 125 yards and a touchdown. Aside from that game and 12 other contests, he had nine receptions for 53 yards collectively. I don't think we're going to see the same attempts at McKenzie being a big part of this game plan. I need to see, though, from Belichick. He, this can't be the same game plan going in. It can't be as passive. You're gonna, now, the rush lanes, they did a great job in that first game when it was really windy, but they stayed and contained Josh Allen in the pocket. We know he can beat you with his arm, and he can also beat you with his feet. But Josh Allen also throwing the football in cold weather has not performed very well. The last two weeks in Buffalo, and this was really against substandard teams. You're talking about the Jets and the Atlanta Falcons completed less than 50% of his passes in that weather. And Yeah, it's not going to be windy, but damn, if it's not going to be cold, you want to get out there and try to warm your hands up and catching those fastballs from Josh Allen. I think that completion percentage is going to drop. So that's where I like here. I didn't play the sides. I could make a case for either side. I like both. I really lean towards New England in this spot, plus that five or now four and a half, but I like the total better sitting at 44. Yeah, I didn't mess. Uh, you know uh, what I like to do when I'm not comfortable just playing a side. I teased it. And uh, like you talked about, divisional rivalry here. These teams know each other very well. They're defensive-oriented. I just don't see either side winning this game by more than 10 points. And you referenced that last matchup and the soft coverage that Bill Belichick employed. I, I think that's definitely going to change. If you look at the stats, these teams are nearly identical in so many of the stats that I look at. Top five, top ten in just about everything. But if you look at the coaches, Bill Belichick, 31-12 and 12 straight up in the postseason with six Super Bowl victories. Sean McDermott, 2-3 and three straight up in the playoffs. And he's also 10-16 and 16 straight up and 11-15 and 15 against the spread versus Super Bowl winning head coaches. Now, in the 14 wild card matchups between division rivals since 2003, the road team is 11 and 3 against the spread. And I think that just goes to what we're talking about about the familiarity. 
and, and maybe that home team is getting a little bit inflated with that point spread uh, because of the home field advantage when, again, these teams really know each other so well that the road team maybe has more in an advantage than uh, the odds makers are putting the number up at. I'll tell you what, if you're looking to back the Bills, this is interesting, playoff teams playing at home who lost their conference title game the previous season, as Buffalo did, 44-8 and straight up, 34-16-2 against the spread. And also, if you're looking to fade the Patriots here, they were just 1-3 and straight up and against the spread in their last four games of the regular season, James. They were also out-yarded by a total of over 400 yards in five games against playoff teams this season. That being Dallas, Tampa Bay, Buffalo, and Tennessee. The Buffalo Bills, conversely, they faced six playoff teams this season, and overall they outgained those opponents by 325 yards in total. It's a tough one to call, and I've seen respected opinions on both sides of this game, but I do lean towards the Patriots a little bit. I'm with you. I was leaning that way, but I guess my biggest concern is the quarterback. And Mac Jones, a rookie, sure. going on going into this matchup. You know me; I'm not a big trends guy, but I did see one trend and take it for what it's worth. Uh, since 2010, rookie quarterbacks in the playoffs, their first game, 0 and 6, and just 2 and 4 against the number. And and Mac Jones is, you know, it's not like he's this rookie going and it. it Great situation for him to land there in New England with the coaching staff that are on with McDaniel's on that side. Really did a good job, I think, trying to play to Mac Jones' strengths. Definitely want to run the football with Damian Harris coming into this matchup. But I, I just think for Mac Jones, this is a big spot here. And you're going on the road, and it is cold. Yes, forget the win, but it is cold. And it's a tremendous secondary that we've seen out of the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, I just think it's it's going to be it's going to rely on the defense. I think both for the Patriots to stay and cover that number, it is going to be on Bill Belichick defensively to, to to manage this game to a foot where you're not putting a lot of pressure on Mac Jones to play catch up. And if mm-hmm. they start to play catch up, that's where we'll, and we'll watch live lines as this game is going on here, Brady. But if they have to start to play catch up. That's going to be a tough situation there for Mac Jones. I want to see how he performs, the, the nerves. I know the guy's been, he won a national championship. So he's right. playing in a big environment, right? You're playing in the big He's been dome. on the stage. Absolutely, absolutely. But this is the NFL, and it's a completely different level when we're talking about the talent out there as well as, as the structure of the defense here with McDermott. I need to see it first before I get ready to, to try to fire on this game, and that's why I'm just going to wait for in-game to see if I want to get involved. How about some of these player props? We talk about Mac Jones in this big situation, a rookie quarterback in the playoffs. Now he's been to the big stage before. The last time these teams two met in Orchard Park, he threw the he threw the ball four times. <laughs> and you've got the player prop on him for under or over his passing yards at 201 and a half. That seems awful high. Josh Allen at 238 and a half. Um, one uh player prop that did catch my eye James was the receiving yards total 30 and a half yards for Dawson Knox and I would look towards the over on that one you got to figure that Bill Belichick we know he always likes to shut down you know the top player that's going to hurt him in this game and I assume that's probably Josh Allen running the ball they'll try and contain him and they're going to try and shut down Stephon Diggs and that probably opens up uh, success, possible success for guys like Cole Beasley and Dawson Knox. And I think Dawson Knox has really become a security blanket for Josh Allen. I might look to play him over on his re- uh, receiving yards of 30 and a half. Yeah, and it comes down to opportunities for sure. He'll have the opportunities. But 
And I think we're probably going to see a lot of zone coverage out of this from the Patriots, knowing that if they play man and they turn their backs, there goes Josh Allen hitting the road. So can Dawson Knox find the holes within those zones to sit down? Sit down, be open, and can he catch those fastballs with cold hands as the game progresses? I think I'd lean that way too with the over, but I just feel like this cold weather is going to have an impact on catching the football, especially for somebody like Josh Allen who just throws fastballs. Don't you think that Belichick will play more man off of how he got beaten last time? I would. Well, I just think you'll you'll see more you'll see more opportunities to get after the quarterback as opposed to just rushing three, four, and sometimes two players. They're going to have to bring some pressure. All right, that game about to kick off. The Patriots and the Buffalo Bills will keep tabs all the way through as we roll on right here on the Pro Football Blitz. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Pro Football Blitz with Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back to the Pro Football Blitz. Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you live from the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas, Nevada. And right now, we are lucky enough to be joined by an old friend. I used to speak with this gentleman many moons ago when I first came to Las Vegas 27 years ago. He writes for Sports Illustrated. He has covered nearly 40 Super Bowls, a legend for many years with the Dallas Morning News. He's a Hall of Fame voter and a Hall of Fame writer. It's Rick Goslin. And you can follow him on Twitter at Rick Goslin 9. Rick, thank you so much for joining us here on the Pro Football Blitz. Good to talk with you again after all these years. We'll get into all the games, but they're about to kick off in Buffalo with the Patriots and the Buffalo Bills. What was your opinion on this one up in Orchard Park in frigid temperatures? Well, I think uh, the playoffs are all about the quarterback, as Tom Brady has taught us over these last two decades. And I think Buffalo has a better quarterback in this game. So I would expect Buffalo with the home field uh, and the conditions with Josh Allen to win this game. All right. Very good. It'll be the rubber match. So Rick uh, taking the Buffalo Bills to advance there out of this AFC East tilt. Uh, Rick, I want to start with the Dallas Cowboys and their matchup at home against the San Francisco 49ers. Of course, you covered the Dallas Cowboys for decades. 
Um, and, and as far as the point spread here, Rick, out here in Las Vegas, of course, that is uh, of major concern to us. And I think the three points that the Cowboys are favored by in this game is really spot on. It just seems that way to me. The Cowboys with a slight edge here over San Francisco in what ought to be a dandy. Yeah, I think this is the worst matchup for the Cowboys of the three wildcard teams that could have played. I think this would have been three if they had the choice third on the list because they run the football. And they, over the last two years, the Cowboys haven't proven that they, they, they can stop or, or even want to stop the run. Cleveland came in here last year and rushed over 300 yards. Denver came in here, upset them, um, rushed around like almost 200 yards. Um, the Raiders ran the ball at Thanksgiving and beat them. The Cowboys have a problem with teams who run the football. And we know that uh, Kyle Shanahan is going to run the football and stick to the run, as he showed last week. Well, so thinking about this running game for Kyle Shanahan going into this matchup, yeah, that's what San Francisco needs to do. We know that to take pressure off the pass game, and in particular, Jimmy Garoppolo not fully 100% with that hand injury. But also, I think, not only from a physical standpoint, but maybe, Rick, from a psychological standpoint from Kyle Shanahan, not really knowing (laughs) if he really wants to trust Garoppolo now that they're in the playoffs in a big game situation. So, Thinking about the the game plan for San Francisco, we know they're going to rush the football. I think it's going to be fascinating, that offensive line going against that really fast and athletic young defensive line for the Dallas Cowboys. Thinking about in the trenches here, who do you think wins that matchup at the point of attack? Well, I'd say what the Cowboys have a very good offensive line, but the 49ers, they're big and strong and physical. I, I, again, I think this is a great, it's almost a toss-up game. Um, well, it all depends. It all depends, I think, who gets into the lead, frankly. I think the Cowboys are going to score points. They they led the league in scoring. And the question is, can, they, can the 49ers score with them? And that's why I think the running game is going to be important. If the 49ers can run the ball, run the clock, and keep the Cowboys' offense off the field, then I think the Niners have a, have a shot for an upset. But, like you said, do they really want to throw the ball? The Cowboys led the league in interceptions this year, led the league in takeaways. So I don't know if you want to keep put that ball in the air 30, 40 times against the secondary. I, I think unless the 49ers throw, the more I like your chances for an upset. Yep, I, I'm with you there. And uh, James is kind of leaning that way with you as well. The number out here on Jimmy Garoppolo's passing yards is 250 yards. And James kind of likes under that. And I think Kyle Shanahan would probably like under that as well. Uh, Rick, let's talk about another team that you covered, of course, in the NFC East. The Philadelphia Eagles will go into Tampa Bay to take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And we talk about the weather in Buffalo. There's going to be some weather in Tampa Bay as well. Uh, Expected rain overnight. You ought to have a slushy, sloggy field there in Tampa Bay. And uh, not, not sure if we're going to get rain during the game, but we are looking like we're going to get some pretty heavy wind and you know you talk about that should favor the Philadelphia Eagles because they really lean on their running game well they're going up against a very good run defense how do you see this game playing out with the strengths and weaknesses of each team and the weather that we're expecting yeah well Tampa's clearly the better team they have the better quarterback they have the better offense they have very close I think think defenses are a little bit of a toss-up I I think they're, they're very similar um the Buccaneer defense generally plays with a lead, though. Um, it's going to be nation's guy. I think the more rain and the more wind, the, the better Philadelphia's chances for an upset because they do have the NFL's number one rushing attack. And on a dry field, 
I think Tampa is difficult to run against, but you can't you can't dig in on a, on a drenched field. You can move defensive line and they can't dig in. And I think if, it, if, if there's a downpour during the game, I think it's going to be a lot closer than people think. If it's a dry field, I like Tampa pretty big. Well, and Rick's thinking about that matchup here with Tampa Bay and that defense. We know when they're healthy, they've been one of the best run defenses in the league. Devontae Davis, David, will be back, but he's coming off this foot sprain. You mentioned that's part of my handicap here, too. I like Philadelphia in the first half plus the five and a half. Just feeling like with all the moving parts for Tampa, both sides of the football, all the injuries that they sustain, guys coming back from injury that haven't played for a while, and we know that they're short in the backfield for Tom Brady at the running back position as well. It's like it's going to take a little time. How do you feel about the, the start of this game with Philadelphia really feeling like they're playing with house money, nothing to lose here, nobody expecting them to be here, and Tampa still trying to find their footing in a sense because they haven't played for a number of players for quite a while? Yeah, and this is not the same Tampa team that won it all last year. I mean, this, this team's had a little more adversity. Uh, they've had some injuries. Uh, I think they're vulnerable. Uh, do I think Philadelphia's going to pull the upset? No, but I think they're vulnerable. They're vulnerable in the next round, whether they, it's, uh, they're playing the Rams or the, or the Cowboys, whoever they're playing. Uh, but I, I think they win. We're, again, we're talking Tom Brady. This guy doesn't lose in Januarys. He's lost a couple of Super Bowls, but he generally doesn't lose in Januarys. Uh, I'd be reluctant to bet against Tom Brady in this game. Rick Goslin is our guest, a legendary NFL writer for many years. You can follow him on Twitter at Rick Goslin 9 And, Rick, let's flip over to the Sunday night game. And it's the biggest point spread of the games this weekend, and that's the Kansas City Chiefs, about a 12-and-a-half or 13-point favorite over the Pittsburgh Steelers. And, you know, a lot of people would say it's justified. All I've kind of really heard all week is how amazing it is that Pittsburgh's here, which is true, um, but just how bad they are. And this is the worst playoff team since, you know, who knows when and whatever. But uh, I don't know. I mean, Mike Tomlin, Big Ben, they just continue to seem to find a way. They found a way to get into the dance. I, I don't know if they have a chance to win this game, but I think I'd rather take the points than lay it here with Kansas City. Yeah, the problem you're going to have is can you score with Kansas City? Kansas City is a different team at home. You know, Arrowhead's a great home for the Nags. They're, they're going to score points. And, and Tam, Pittsburgh really doesn't have a downfield passing attack. You know, Ben's throws have been over the last couple weeks, been, you know, 10 yards or less. And I don't know if you can nickel and dime the Chiefs into into an upset. I, I think you're going to have to match their big plays. And I'm not sure Ben's got uh, that left in his arm to do that. And again, when Pittsburgh has come in in the past, They've had a, the, the number one defense, number five defense. They've had a great defensive team. This is not a great defensive team. This is a great pass rush, but this is not a great defensive team. They finished 24th in the league in yards. And if T.J. Watt can't get to Patrick Mahomes, it could be a long night for the Steelers. Rick, let's move to the last game on the schedule, Monday night, divisional matchup, rubber rubber game in this series here with Arizona going on the road at the Rams. Both teams have won on each other's home field here. <laughs> Some key injuries in my mind for the L.A. Rams, in particular at the safety position. They had to go get Eric Weddle out of retirement because they're so short on that back end. Yeah. Is that something where Arizona can take advantage of it uh, with Kyler Murray throwing the football? How do you see this game playing out on Monday night? Yeah, I, I, I liked Arizona coming into the season, and, and they look every bit uh, a team that can win the Super Bowl for the first two and a half, three months, and they've stumbled it uh, uh, coming down the stretch. And, but I, I saw him come in here and beat Dallas when Dallas was was healthy and thinking it was going to be a top seed. So they are they're they're capable uh, and they're getting healthy. 
you know, they've, they've had some injuries, uh, Hopkins and Watt uh, among the two guys who've been missing and, and they're getting healthy. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't bet against Kyler Murray. He, he, I, I covered his first high school game at Allen high school. He never lost a game in high school. And he goes to Oklahoma and he wins to Heisman. And now instead of what very short period, he's got this team in the playoffs. Uh, if there's an upset, it's going to be on Kyler Murray. Um, do you trust Matthew Stafford? And that's the other issue. I, you know, everybody trusts Cooper Cup, but Stafford is thrown. He's thrown four interceptions that were returned for touchdowns. You know, he's still he, he's had a, a string of interceptions. You know, late in the season, that that's concerning. But again, they're home. They got Cooper Cup. Uh, they can run the ball. They've got some defensive players, uh, the playmakers. You know, Aaron Donald, one of the best defensive linemen out there. Jalen Ramsey. On paper, I like the Rams. I, I, I think uh, I think I would take the Rams in this game. Rick, great stuff. We've got to get out of here. You enjoy the games this weekend, and thank you very much for joining us sure. once again, my friend. That is Rick Gosland, of the, formerly of the Dallas Morning News. You can follow him on Twitter, at RickGoslin9. We'll be back with more. Mark Lawrence coming up next to break down some games right here on the Pro Football Blitz. This is the Pro Football Blitz with Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. If you missed any part of our show or anything on the VSN schedule today, don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcast. You can catch replays of all of our shows or download and listen on your schedule. Go to vsin.com slash podcast and get Beating the Book with Gil Alexander or Market Insights with Josh Applebaum. Plus, we've got Hardwood Handicappers, the Lombardi Line, Follow the Money, Coast to Coast Hoops, and many more. They're all for free and available now at vcin.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. James Salinas and Brady Cannon back with you in the Pro Football Blitz. And we just spoke with Rick Goslin, a man I uh, got to know here 27 years ago and connected with when I first came to Las Vegas. And during that time, I was also first introduced to this man's work, and that is one of the pioneers in the sports handicapping industry, one of the best people you'll ever meet. He also, James, you, of course, and I, uh, Super Contest champions. We've got a little Super Contest money in the pocket of our guest. He won the first quarterly prize in the Westgate Super Contest this year, and that is none other than Mark Lawrence. Mr. Lawrence, thank you for taking a minute to speak with us, and we'll get into the full slate of Wild Card Weekend games, but of course we have the Buffalo Bills and New England Patriots going at it right now in Buffalo. Mac Jones and New England currently with the football and trailing 7 to nothing. Did you have a position on this game or an opinion on how you might uh, see this one turn out? Well, as you know, Brady, I'm a very large underdog player, and I think 90% of what it is that I do uh, backs underdogs or makes cases for live underdogs. I couldn't make the case for New England in this football game, and a lot of what I do, as you know, comes out of my database. I'm a very, very technical-oriented handicapper, and one of the things the database reminded me of is the fact that when teams are in the uh, uh, playoffs one year and made it to the championship game the previous year, lost that championship game, fell one game short of making it to the Super Bowl. They are very, very good at home, playing with a little bit of a major uh, chip on their shoulder in that sense, and that kept me out of New England in this football game. 
Yeah, no, I uh, read your newsletter this week. Of course, you can find that at playbook.com and follow him on Twitter at Mark Lawrence. And yeah, quite uh, quite a rebound there for those teams that lost in their conference game the prior year when they returned to have a playoff game here at home like the Buffalo Bills have in this situation. Let's take a look at the 49ers and the Cowboys. This was one I did not touch, Mark, because I had a tough time making a or finding an edge for either side. I think I can make a case for both sides uh, with the number of three in favor of the Cowboys. I felt that number was completely fair. The Cowboys just a short favorite there at home. How did you break this one down? Well, again, I'm looking first and foremost for live dogs, and I felt San Francisco checks the box coming in as this live dog. Personally, I feel they're a team that no one in the playoffs is going to want to go up against right now for the way that they closed out the second half of their football season. I really like the move that they made uh, throughout the course of the season with their head coach. I think he's a terrific head coach, Kyle Shanahan. And with uh, Debo Samuel making the move from, uh, from a wide receiver to a running back slash wide receiver, I think it's really added a new dynamic to their offense. Uh, also, take a look at the uh, – what I'd like to do is break down, and you saw this, Brady, in our newsletter here, is how teams fared this year in games against other fellow playoff teams and head-to-head matchups, which I think is a real strong barometer. People like to do strength of schedules and whatever form, uh, formulations they make doing that, but if you do the playoff teams versus playoff teams, it tells you a lot about what you need to know about these teams. And looking at the Dallas Cowboys here, they were nothing uh, all that impressive. They were just three and four straight up against those teams. And uh, so it was not anything conclusive enough for me to want to lay points with this football team. I think they're highly erratic. You don't know what you're going to get, like a box of chocolates, the Dallas Cowboys this year. And with San Francisco playing, I think, their best ball of the football season right now, I'm on the 49ers in this game. Mark, so another dog on the board. Let's go to the first game on Sunday, Tampa Bay hosting Philadelphia. I don't know. I know for me, I wasn't expecting Philadelphia at the beginning of the season to be in this position rolling into the playoffs. In my mind, they're playing with house money, and they're relatively healthy, and we've seen a big change from this team offensively from pass-first offense to the second half, really run-heavy offense in that second half of the season leading to their success. Now you're going to go play the defending Super Bowl champions, but this is a team in Tampa Bay that's really been banged up, banged up at the running back position, banged up at the linebacker, a number of players, some out, some coming back. As a big dog here, is this one of those, when we're talking about Philadelphia, that makes your card for taking taking the side with Philly and the points plus eight and a half? Well, you know, there are dogs, James, and there are other dogs that have fleas. And <laughs> This one looks to have fleas to me, the Philadelphia Eagles. And the reason I'm saying that is, again, break down what they did against uh, quality teams, other fellow playoff teams. They're the only team in the playoffs that failed every game against a fellow playoff team. They went 0-6 in head-to-head games. They lost the yards net 431 yards in those contests. Tampa Bay beat four of their five fellow playoff teams and won the yards 311 yards. I think what uh, perplexes me a little bit here in this game as far as value to Philadelphia, I don't believe it's really there. If, if For starters, if you take a look at what Tampa did their first game at Philadelphia, when they went into Philadelphia and beat them as seven-and-a-half-point road chalk, now they're laying eight-and-a-half at home. And I think a lot of the adjustment was made because of this Philadelphia run that they've been on. But if you tear their schedule down, you'll see that in their last 10 games, 
they only went up against one other fellow playoff team. They literally beat the sisters of the poor coming home to Philadelphia here. I think this is a step-up game for the Eagles here, and I think Tampa Bay has a chance to shine in a game like this. So that keeps me off of this dog with the fleas with Philadelphia. And it might be another dog with fleas in the Pittsburgh Steelers, Mark. Of course, they will be on Sunday night football visiting the Kansas City Chiefs, and they're anywhere from a 12-and-a-half to 13-point underdog. And, you know, it seems like the storyline all week has been how amazing it is that the Steelers are even here, which it truly is. But, uh, you know, we've seen the Steelers in this position before, Mike Tomlin and Big Ben as underdogs. Now, here they're a pretty sizable underdog. But I'm just, I'm not real confident that the Kansas City Chiefs can run up the number on this team again like they did just a few weeks ago. Now, that game really wasn't even that close at 36 to 10. But I just feel like Pittsburgh may put up a little bit better effort here this time to stay inside the number. Well, I don't think Pittsburgh can play uh, much poorer than they have coming down the stretch here. They did win a couple of games to end the season against Cleveland and Baltimore but they were not impressive victories at all, to say the least. And in fact, if you break down Big Ben's uh, performances in those games, in his last four games, his passer rating, the best has been 80.1, and everything else was that or worse. So he's sort of hanging by the threads right now, is Big Ben. But as you mentioned here, Kansas City is a football team that, since they've won the Super Bowl, they've really, really tend to play down to the level of opposition. Uh, in, in fact, it's just borne out by the fact that they are 1-15-1 to the spread in one-score games. Now, a one-score game here obviously is not going to get the job done for Kansas City, but it ends up also telling me that they're not the football team that they were the year they won the Super Bowl. I can't dismiss the fact that this is the largest dog that Ben, ben Roethlisberger has ever been in his career. Uh, you know, you have to give him kudos for that. And this Pittsburgh defense, they have to be acknowledged, especially with T.J. Watt arguably the best player, defensive player in the National Football League. I'm going to let Pittsburgh go because, again, much like their brethren from the Keystone State Philadelphia Eagles, they were horrible uh, in games against other playoff teams. In fact, they got beat 579 net yards, did the Steelers this year. So I'm going to let the game go, put a gun to my head, I'd probably take the points with Pittsburgh. Mark, just about a minute left here, and we have to get out of here. But real quick, how about an opinion on the Monday night affair down at SoFi Stadium? Another rematch like we have with the Bills and the Patriots. The Rams and Arizona Cardinals will meet up in a rubber match. I'm going to throw this right back at you and beat this dog till it dies here. And this is Arizona against other fellow playoff teams this year. Five and two straight up against the spread and in the stats. They went in 488 net yards. The Rams... Two and five straight up against the spread, and they lose the yards, 328 yards. Matt through Stafford is not healthy. Uh, I think he still has a back problem, a back injury here, and it's tough to step in front of a team that's only lost one road game all season long. That makes to me Philadelphia, I mean, sorry, Arizona, a live dog in this contest. All right, my friend. Well, thank you again so much for joining us here on VSIN, and you enjoy the rest of your wild card weekend, Mark. Hey, my pleasure as always. James, good catching up with you. Be good, guys. Let's hope the ball bounces our way this weekend. You got it. And congratulations again on winning that first quarter prize in the Westgate Super Contest. You can check him out at playbook.com and on Twitter at Mark Lawrence. So uh, a dog lover indeed, like you and myself, uh, Mr. Lawrence, but not ready to go there with the Eagles or the Steelers. (laughs) Well, 
Yeah, we, we, we've been talking about those games, right? And I get it. We're thinking about the Steelers. We're, we're looking at more so, for me, I'm looking and we're talking about the Steelers game. It's more so the number. That number just right. really right. seems like it's a really inflated number, even though I know Pittsburgh really got handled a few weeks back. Yeah, my stats came out way lower than the current number. My personal line that I thought I would make on the game was 7.5, and, and here are we are all the way to 12.5 and, and maybe headed for 13. We are headed for the final half hour of the program here, the Pro Football Blitz. It's Brady Cannon and James Salinas. We'll be back with you in just a moment right here at VSIN. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Pro Football Blitz with Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. VSIN has a great new offer to help you make this your best betting year ever. It's our all in game our all new big game big dance special, and it provides VSIN Plus all access to everything we do from now through April 5th. For only $69, you can sign up now and get our daily best bet emails, 24-7 video access, the upcoming big game and college hoops betting guides, plus full access to vcin.com with our exclusive betting splits breakdowns on every game. It's one of the most exciting betting seasons of the year, so don't miss out on one of our best deals of the year. Visit vcin.com slash big deal to sign up today. Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you, the final segment of the Pro Football Blitz, and it might be the final game of the season for the New England Patriots as they have fallen in a 14 to nothing hole up in Buffalo. Josh Allen hitting Dawson Knox for the second time tonight as Dawson Knox gets in the end zone for the second time of the evening and the extra point is good. They lead the New England Patriots 14 to nothing and James have now moved out to 13 and a half point favorites in the live market and your total has ticked up. You remember there was a lot of discussion about the total frigid temperatures here in Orchard Park but now up to 48 and a half with the Bills with 14 quick points on the board in the first quarter. Well, and for Buffalo, what is the answer on the other side for New England to stop Josh Allen? Josh Allen, 9 of 12, 86 yards, two touchdowns passing. He also has three carries for 46 yards. Wow. And we know he's going he's, to be you know, the his, offense. His, his rushing total started out at like 42. He's already over You're, that price. Yeah, cash that ticket. Let's yeah. roll down there if you had that. Congratulations to you to go over Josh Allen. And 
And that was going to be the what was going to be the defensive game plan for Bill Belichick to can they generate any kind of pressure on Josh Allen, force him off his spot, but also keep him in contain so he doesn't get outside the pocket. We know he's lethal with his feet to be able to make plays down the field, both extending plays, throwing the football outside the pocket, and then running the football. And right now, yeah, fourteen to nothing advantage for Buffalo, and have not seen really any adjustment from the last game where Josh Allen completely ripped up that, that defense for the Patriots, who, in my mind, were really passive, didn't get any kind of pressure on Josh Allen, nor did they really try to. They just tried to play a lot of coverage. Here, now they can't get off the field, and now you're sitting in a 14-point hole with still three-quarters to play. Well, I was surprised. Mac Jones was slinging the ball around the yard pretty well on their first offensive possession, also used his legs uh, to get a first down on third and long, and their offense was chugging along pretty good against that Buffalo defense. Jones made a great ball into the end zone, tried to hit Nelson Aguilar, but a tremendous play by the Buffalo defensive back to intercept the ball. Really wasn't Mac Jones's fault. It was a great pass, but a great defensive play equally by the Buffalo defense, they end up turning that into points, and they're out to a 14 to nothing lead. Again, better than two touchdown favorites in the live market, and your total clicks up to 48 and a half. Uh, let's wrap this up with the Monday Nighter, James, and what a great weekend we have here for the NFL playoffs. You have games on Saturday, Sunday, and we get the first ever Monday Nighter in the wild card round. And this one is just like the Patriots and the Bills. Round three, the rubber match between the Arizona Cardinals and the Los Angeles Rams. Each team has beaten the other on the road, and it will be the Arizona Cardinals on the road this time around at SoFi Stadium on Monday night. I made this number three in favor of the Rams, and my deeper looks into the stats came out Rams minus six and a half and Rams minus two. We saw this open Rams minus four or four and a half, and right now it is ticked down a little bit towards the Cardinals' side. Consensus number currently in Las Vegas is Rams minus three and a half with a total of 50. Wild card weekend will wrap up in the NFC West. Which way are you going? I think I'm leaning towards Arizona in this matchup, and I like the fact that it is a divisional game. I mean, yeah. we've seen this. I, I've, I've heard some talk that, well, we want to see different matchups and want to see these teams play a third time. I love divisional games during the regular season. I def, I've doubled my pleasure with this come playoff time because you know these teams don't like each other. You get tired of banging on the same teams year in and year out. You, you build an animosity towards your opponent. There's still obviously respect for each other, but when it comes to getting out on the field, these teams don't like each other and they want to get after it. So it just heightens, in my mind, the, the intensity on the field, and then now you're in the playoffs here so loser go home and I think here in the rubber match for me with Arizona they've been eight and they're eight and one on the road straight up just getting away from home they're much better getting away from Arizona and they've already won there at Los Angeles and I just feel like with the Rams Brady it's a lot of pressure on this Rams team you made all the moves you brought you got rid of Goff you got Matthew Stafford to come over to this team you're making moves during the season bringing OBJ onto your team as well as then Von Miller from Denver to help solidify that pass rush on the edge. You know you're going to get it from Aaron Donald up the box, but man, the Rams, I just I think about that game last week, and it, I, I can think of so many games. This is just not a physical football team, and not that the Arizona Cardinals are. This is not a smash mouth kind of football team like they played last week with the Rams against San Francisco, but I just feel like this is a soft, not only a physically soft team, but I also feel like it's kind of a mentally soft team. This is not a team that you had a 17 to nothing lead 
late in that second quarter against San Francisco. You had an opportunity to knock the 49ers division rival out of the playoffs with the win. You couldn't sustain it. You couldn't hold it. They were able to grind back and pound out a win against you in that second half. And I think the biggest piece was part of that, too, not only with the 49ers rushing attack, but the fact that they lost both safeties in that game. Now... You're talking about the L.A. Rams having to go find Eric Weddle. I think I saw him back yeah. here. He was having beers here. He's like, well, I've just been having <laughs> light beers, man. I'm good to go. I'm in shape. I can get out here and play. Eric Weddle hasn't played. He retired after 2019. He hasn't been on the field. He's going to have to start. You're missing both your starting safeties here. And for, yeah, I know, D, I, I know that for the passing attack for Arizona, it's different Kyler Murray, we know he can make plays with his feet, but not having Hopkins out there, that yeah. definitely is, it will hurt the chances for Arizona big plays down the field. But, man, that's those are big pieces to overcome in the back end of your, of your secondary, not only from a pass perspective, but also being able to play and play the run and get up there and contain Kyler Murray. Yeah, absolutely. You talk about without DeAndre Hopkins, the Cardinals just one and four straight up and against the spread in their last five games. In the seven games that they have been without wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins, they have dipped on offense to just 20 and a half points per game on average. This will also be the very first playoff game for Kyler Murray and their head coach, Cliff Kingsbury. You talked about maybe more of a finesse or lack of physicality for the Los Angeles Rams. I do feel like Arizona is a somewhat physical team. They run the ball pretty aggressively with James Conner, getting him in the trenches there, uh, and he he should be fully healthy for this game. I wonder also if the return of J.J. Watt, I think that adds a lot in the locker room, the leadership and the way they look at this guy and the way he is able to bring this team together. Will he be able to improve their rush defense immediately after coming off of injured reserve? I don't know if that's possible, but I do think he adds a lot of intangibles and possibly a little bit of physicality as well. Well, and and I think having that veteran presence there who's been through these wars before and can talk to this younger defensive side, especially on the interior, about adjustments to be made. And I just think about that Rams front. It is not a physical offensive line whatsoever. And I think you're going to see some pressure. And we've seen Stafford the last, the second half of the season. I mean, he's thrown, how many pick, pick, four pick sixes? Four pick sixes. Yeah, you know, in the second half of the season, the final nine games of the season, he's thrown 11 interceptions, which is second most in the league. And I think part of it is the fact that he hasn't been well pass protected. I think there's been a lot of pressure up the box against him an older, in a sense, offensive line on on the edges for sure. I I, I think we're going to see some Arizona. I, I think Arizona. The other thing they do defensively with with Joseph is he'll show a lot of different pressure looks. And yeah. can this offensive line? Are they going to be able to figure that out? They they did a pretty good job in the second game there in Arizona, but not the first game. They really. I mean, they got out to such a big lead that it really forced the Rams to have to throw the football consistently in that first game in L.A. But this is not a team that even tries to run the football. So it's almost like, yeah, go ahead, you want to run draws, you want to. We're coming after. Them. We're going to put pressure on Stafford. And there's pressure physically on Stafford as well as I think there's some mental pressure on Stafford to be. He was the missing piece, right? We're done with golf. And he's all had he to talk about it all week, right? Yeah. Is yeah. the pressure on you, Matthew? Oh, no. You know, I mean, he's been hearing about it all week. Here's a couple of interesting items for you. And Mark Lawrence talked about this a little bit. The Arizona Cardinals, 8-1 and one straight up and against the spread on the road. The Los Angeles Rams, just 2-5 and five straight up and against the spread this season versus fellow playoff teams. And in those seven games, 
they were outgained in six of them well, against playoff teams. Right, right. And so looking at the stats, we can dig into a lot of stats with this game as well. But I, I, I look at just the the mode. Both teams need to move on, but I don't think there's any pressure on the Arizona Cardinals yeah. team. I, that, well, they have flourished in the role of the road right. underdog, like and, they did at Dallas, right. right? And here you are again. And here you are again, being able to come in as that road underdog. All the pressure is on the home team here. And I don't think we're going to see the same contingent of Arizona Cardinal fans in the stands like we did last week. It seemed like it was a, an, a home game for San Francisco right. at SoFi Field. But I, I'm definitely favoring the Cardinals here, plus getting that hook at three and a half. All right, very good. That is going to do it for us. Thank you to our technical crew. Thank you to our producer, Dan Miller. Thank you to you, Mr. Salinas, for showing up here in studio. Thank you to all the listeners for tuning in. Enjoy your wild card weekend with us all weekend long at VSIN, the sports betting network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.